welcome. It's been a while, Anchor. It's been a while, baby. My name is Willie Lawson, and this is Tampa Podcast. We appreciate you being here this this morning. Um, I've got some errands to run uh, this morning, so I thought this was the perfect time to uh, talk to you from the vehicle. Uh, and, and, and it's great. So when I'm doing these podcasts from the car, um, talking obviously, and people are pulling up next to you at, at, at you know at the traffic light, looking at you like you've lost your mind, and that's okay. It's actually part of the fun. So uh, what we're doing here is uh, I want to talk about. We are four days, prayerfully four days. I'm so thankful away from the um, the midterm elections, and um, only uh, four more days of political ads on television. So I want to talk about political ads for a little bit. And here's the deal. What what worries me, if I could be worried for a moment, is that the hyperbole that is contained in these advertisements and how some people take these advertisements as fact, as gospel, as something that they can actually base their votes on. I was talking to my neighbor, and he was saying that he, he, he was confused, he didn't know what to do. He'd hear that uh, one person was this or that, and then um, the next time you hear that, that they say they're not that at all, um, and it's because he was listening and putting way too much weight behind the political commercials. Um, if there is need for election ref- or, or campaign reform, it is truly in the sense of how the commercial should be. Can you imagine a time where in your political commercial, especially on television or even on radio, or now on YouTube, because it's the same commercials they run on YouTube as they run somewhere else, is that you can only talk about you, that you can't mention your opponent. If one network, if one internet entity said, we're only gonna run ads, we're only gonna run political ads, where you only mention yourself and your proposals and your platform, you may not mention your opponent. You imagine? Now, the people who would object to that that most are the people I want to talk about a little bit. Yeah, you need to get that fixed, bro. Um, it's the consultant class. And that's a whole bunch of people that you don't know. That's a whole bunch of people that you, that aren't elected. Those are a whole bunch of people who who run campaigns that nobody, and unless you're an insider, knows who they are. Those are the people who design the campaigns. Those are the people who tell the candidates what to do. Those are the people 
who design and write the commercials. Those are the people who write the ads, um, who, who, who get billboards or don't get billboards, who set up um, speaking engagements. That's the consultant class. And what we and what a lot of people don't know about the consultant class is that the, the consultant class is agnostic. The consultant class is politically agnostic. They work for campaigns to get people elected. The consultant class doesn't care about your state or your city or the country uh, or taxes or babies or health care or any of the things that, that, that you may care about. They don't care about abortion. They don't care about any of the things that you care about. The consultant class cares about one thing and one thing only. You thought I was going to say winning, didn't you? The consultant class doesn't give a damn about winning. What the consultant class cares about is getting paid. That's it. The consultant class cares about getting paid. Winning helps you get paid later. Because now that gives you a history. But the consultant class only cares about getting paid. A lot of times, the consultant class will have um, slumps where that particular um, consulting firm may not win an election in a year. And then they'll go on a, on a streak where they win four or five major elections in a row. But a lot of times, they benefit simply because they worked on so-and-so's campaign. And people think, oh, so they worked on so-and-so's campaign. Well, they lost. Again, the consulting class is agnostic. They don't care about anything any of the things that you care about. And those are the people who are running these campaigns. Now, how do we get to the consultant class? The only way to get to the, the consultant class, unfortunately, is through the candidates. We hear a lot, I hear anyway, out here a lot of, uh, of, of lamenting negative advertising. The consultant class laughs at that, and I'll tell you why they laugh at it. They laugh at it because as much as people say they don't like it and don't want it, the more it works. They do their internal polling. They see the results of elections. So what they know is that it works. They know that some of us don't like it, but they know that most of us love it and are manipulated by it. That's what they know. So they don't really care that some of us say, golly, I wish they'd stop all the negative campaigning. No. What what they hear is, I wish they'd stop all the negative campaigning about the person that I'm supporting. That's what they hear. 
So the only way to get to them is, 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 is this, is through the candidate that you support. When that person turns negative against their opponent, the candidate you don't support is that you have to say something out loud to the campaign. I support you, but, is, but your commercials are vile and sophomoric and awful, and you have to stop. And of course, then you can find out. We, you can also go to the, 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 the step, excuse me, and find out who is designing their campaign. Who's the company that's designing your campaign? Who's your campaign manager? And address them directly. It's interesting. Uh, when I think about it that way, if I can take a rabbit trail, and I can, so I will. Um, when I was in high school, I took a class called Mass Media 2. And Mass Media 2 was a film class, which was very, very cool. Uh, Mrs. Boyd was the teacher. And she was one of the coolest teachers that I ever had. Um, I had a, also an English teacher that year, Mr. Harmon, um, who, was, who was the um, drama teacher, and he was one of the coolest teachers I, I ever had. Um, but, in, but in any case, that was, that was a very, very neat year for me. My junior year was very neat. Um, but I took this class mass media too, and she said, you know, if you go to the movies, go and watch the end of the movie and watch the credits because watching the credits was really important if you liked the movie then you knew the kind of people who produced that movie or the people who produced, produced and worked on that movie so if they were in, producing or creating a movie later that you know what and of course you already liked their work you could have an idea of, the, of of their new thing, so you might enjoy the new thing. Or if you watch the movie and you thought it was crap, then you could avoid them in the future. So you could you got to do that bit of research on your own about these people who created these motion pictures. And I think that we should do the very same thing with the consultant class. We need to find out who these campaign managers are. And then find out, you know what, if your favorite candidate is using them. And then, you first of all, you'll know what to expect. And maybe then, even before they run, or as they're starting their campaign, you make it known, hey, listen, Bob Smith ran so-and-so's campaign, and his go-to thing is negative advertising on television. Do not hire Bob Smith to run your campaign. Do not. And if you put that into people's minds early in their campaign, um, then you may be able to have some effect on the stuff that you don't like. Especially because once the consultant class gets exposed to who they are, then they can't, you know what, run around in the dark and again what you'll find once you start finding out who the consultant class is who are the people who are the campaign managers you'll find out what I'm saying is true that they are politically agnostic 
that they work on, on campaigns for Democrats, they work on campaigns for Republicans, they work on campaigns for conservatives, they work on campaigns for progressives, they just do campaigns is what they do. For them it's Coke or Pepsi. Doesn't matter. They don't drink soda. But they'll promote Coke and then next week they'll promote Pepsi. They're like ad agencies. Maybe I'll put it that maybe I could put it like that. They're like advertising agencies. Advertising agencies are brand agnostic. So literally if Coke comes to them one week and says, I need you to put out a you do, do a campaign for us, then they'll take that money. And then if the Pepsi folks show up the week afterwards and say we need to do a campaign, uh, they'll take that money too. And this is what the consulting class is like. And it's frustrating that they have so much power over what we see and what we hear during this time. When, when people are, some people are desperately looking for information about candidates, the only thing that we, the thing that we get pushed down our, our necks the most are the stuff that we hear in campaign ads. Most of them, on every side of the aisle, is tainted with half-truth and hyperbole. You know, before I, you know, before I started this morning here, I heard, um, I heard somebody call a, a, a local radio station, and and what they said was, if you, if all you people who are going to vote for Andrew Gillum for uh, for governor of Florida, y'all need to just turn in your guns now. You need to turn in your, you know, your your, your your ammunition. You need to turn in turn in your your extra magazines because he's going to take all that from you. I turned the radio off immediately. Now, let me help you. I I did not vote. I've already early voted. I did not vote for Mayor Gillum from Tallahassee. I did not. Uh, I think that his that his economic policies or, or, or the things that he's proposing economically are bad for the state of Florida. It's my gut that he is leaning towards an, uh, a state income tax. I don't want that. I just don't. I do not want that. And I don't want. I don't want any governor who's thinking like that. Frankly, I don't want any governor who doesn't think that a state income tax in Florida is the worst thing that could possibly happen. It's the worst thing that could possibly happen. And I don't care if he looks like me or not. I don't care. But that's just me. So I want to. I want to get that out at the onset. Um, but. This idea that if elected, uh, Andrew Gillum will start confiscating people's weapons is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. That's not going. To, there's no way for there's no way for that to happen. And 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 well, how do you know that, Willie? Because we still in the state of Florida have a legislature. Andrew Gillum would have to disband the legislature and declare and declare himself king of Florida. 
governors don't have the same executive orders, powers as presidents. And right now, and probably for the foreseeable future, um, Andrew Gillum will be dealing with a mostly Republican um, legislature. So the idea that instantaneously he's going to be able to do these things, probably not. Even the idea of increasing the uh, the the corporate tax in Florida to 40%, that's got to be done through the legislature. And unless the Democrats roll in the state, in you know, in the state Senate and the state House races, and it doesn't look, look like they're going to, he wouldn't be able to get any of that stuff done either. But I don't want a governor, frankly, who thinks that way. I don't want a governor who is thinking about expanding Medicaid, the idea of Medicaid for all, which is a national um, Democrat thing um, that pushes towards completely socializing socializing medicine, which I think for a lot of reasons is a bad idea that we're not going to get into today. Um, But... My point, was, my point was that this guy had heard these commercials. And that's what he'd gone off of. And I thought the, hyper, the hyperbole has got to stop. There's no way to get real information. There's no way to, to be able to fairly assess any of these folks without the hyperbole. You've got to, without eliminating the hyperbole got to eliminate the hyperbole. You got to eliminate all the screaming memeiness of what we see in elections anymore. And most of that screaming memeiness, all most of the hyperbole comes out of ads and it comes from the consultant class. It's a consultant class that that pretty much writes the speeches for candidates when they have rallies, when they go to gatherings. It is a consultant class that writes the talking points. And they are designed to do one thing, fire up the base. And even if they're fired up about stuff that may or may not actually happen or may not even be possible, it doesn't matter. As long as you fire them up enough to to get in their wallets, as long as you fire them up enough to volunteer, as long as you fire them up enough to vote for you, it's all that matters. Why? Because the consulting class cares about making money and, they, and, uh, and, and winning. That's all they care about. Again, they don't give a crap about truth and integrity and honesty. Um, they don't care about that. that. They just don't care about any of that. Which is why we continue to see what we continue to see. So I think moving on from here, personally, I think I'm going to judge my candidates by the qualities of their campaigns. Who's being honest? Who's being open? Who's being transparent? 
who's dealing with in who's dealing in in, in, in integrity. I think that I will I, I will start. I, that'll be one thing that I'll add to the candidate that I pick, who their campaign manager is, and how their campaign is going, the quality of their campaign. Am I put off by the quality of their campaign? Now that may not be the the deciding factor, but now it's what it's it's after basically after the. 2016. I'm definitely going to be um, putting that into the the mix as I choose candidates to support. All right, we got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. Thanks, Anchor, for um, doing what you do. Thanks, everybody who hears this across, across the podcast universe. The Potiverse is that a thing? Um, this podcast is is been. <coughs> <coughs> Pardon me. Being heard on well everywhere. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, er- er- everywhere. Um, so it's really cool. Alright, folks. I got some stuff to do. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Peace. <laughs>